Action Park Media. Get a mic check here. One, two, one, two. Episode 36, no gruffs given. I'm going to start with a quote because we have a packed house tonight, um, this afternoon, whatever you'd like to call it. You'd never know if it was a night or afternoon, d- depending on Scotty's drinking, right? <laughs> How would you know? We're really going to dive into this right away? Well, I mean, it could be, it, could it be 11 a.m.? No. All right. It's five o'clock somewhere, though, right, Scotty? There you go. Hey. It's five o'clock. Not to somewhere. mention, one could argue that it's correlated with your arrival time. Oh, <laughs> one could argue that. Go. That's a Here great point, go. Kev. Oh, yeah. get hot. I, mean, we, I gotta take the edge off. Are when we fucking selling? Mr. Avery walks in. Are <laughs> we selling uh, Action Park Media branded uh, coolers? Yes, you can. It's a. Uh, Rob Gronkowski ice shaker. Oh, he made you guys a personal yeah. one? Gronk, if you want to repost this. Okay. All right. Because uh, if you filled that up with ice and then uh-huh. poured three White Claws in, you wouldn't hear anything. Well, I don't like to drink three White Claws. You Maybe three Johnny Walkers. <laughs> start with a White Claw, transition to yeah. the Johnny. Uh, let me get to that quote, okay? Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore... Be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Let me just repeat that one more time. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Episode 36, no gruffs given. Let's get right into it, okay? Because um, we got a lot going on. Mike Young is in the building. Uh, uh, Shout out Detroit, Motor City. Hockey town, as some would like to refer to it as, in it to win it like Iserman, not interested in participation medals. Uh, I don't really have a show because I think we have a lot to talk about. We got UFC, we got some hockey stuff. But Saturday night, as you all know, um, we have new friends. The Action Park Media team has now also sort of ensconced themselves into DICE. All right. You'll remember from a few episodes ago, uh, I have a group of of young men, gentlemen, professionals that live next door to me. They have a company called Dice Management, Dice Management through their annual holiday party. Now, first of all, I would like to uh, Scotty, what is the name of the uh, invite service that they used? It's like party list, or it's a new application, by the way, genius idea, where anyone who is invited to a party, you get on the list through this digital app now. Scotty, you're not on the show. You're not like a host of the show. I just wanted the You just asked me to explain the fucking app. That's what I did. No, I didn't. I asked you. No, I said, what was was the name of that app? How how can we? Dave, do you know what it's called? (laughs) No. All right. Well, listen. They have this service that, that, that you use to RSVP to the it's party. It's partyfull.com. Partyfull. Yeah. All one word. P-A-R-T-I full.com. One word. Yes. Partyfull. Okay, so maybe you young kids out there listening have been involved in a partyfull planning party. It was my first time. Uh, I'd like to also apologize to Scotty for not coming to his uh, birthday party. I'd like to apologize. I, I'm not... You know, I've talked about a couple of parties on here. I, I haven't, I've been to two, I've been to three parties 
in the last four months, which means I've been to three parties in the last, uh, I don't know, probably year. Okay. Uh, I didn't come to your birthday. I, I apologize. Okay. Thank you. You were upset. You said something the next day. No show. I think you didn't break the party. I mean, it was a pretty good banger. Whose phone is that? That was mine. It's Doug Allen. Okay. Put Doug in. Let's go. We'll get that over with. And then, and then, sorry, Mike, you're going to have to wait a minute. Do we want to do it through the cord or do we want to do it on speakerphone? Do it through the cord. No, of course, through the cord. I apologize. I didn't come to your party. That's a tender moment. That was nice. Yeah. I think he's just priming the pump a little bit. Yeah, could be. What, what flavor White Claw are you uh, sucking down right now? Black cherry. Yeah, gay. Doug, you hear me? Oh, I hear you. You're, Doug. On, you're on No Gruffs Given. Doug, welcome. I'm, I'm the host of the show now. Welcome to No Gruffs Given. Oh, you mean this is happening right now? Yeah, live. We're, yeah, we're doing it right now. You're <laughs> on. Oh, you're live, Doug. Don't you want me on a good mic? Uh, trust me, mics are a real problem around here, so let's not try and ask for too much at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Dave What's is alive. Okay, so I heard Doug. Um, yeah. I, I and I apologize. I kind of made sort of a brash, offhanded comment. We we're all in. <laughs> it's a weird time of a of, of all of our lives, right? I think it's yeah. safe to say you were leaving. You guys just banged out a victory uh, episode. Shout out victory, the pod. And you were getting into your hundred and forty thousand dollar electric <laughs> Porsche. And I said, uh, hey, maybe easy with the baby pictures. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd kind of in an awkward way, just, I think, maybe got in the car and we didn't we didn't expand on it. Now, yep. I know that we are cut from the same cloth and that was going to be OK. But I came in today and I heard that there were rumblings <laughs> as far as uh, baby pics. And you went to my Instagram and mine is littered <laughs> with. Yeah. I guess you would call Nash a baby. He's two. Right. <laughs> we could be uh, father in laws. At, yep, at some yep. point and it would be totally normal uh <laughs> it certainly would be normal in scotty's world and we'll get into that for a second because we met his new girlfriend and she looks very young but we'll, we'll... Oh, God. <laughs> so yeah she looked a couple years older than my baby actually. Well, you've <laughs> never even seen her doug so doug, i saw this post aggressive post fair enough what what uh yeah i post pictures of nash but don't you think that there's a little bit of a difference between posting a two a two-year-old drain a 30-footer <laughs> then <laughs> i mean you're in the bliss right now you're holding the... all right wait we need to i need to be clear about this okay i called Connolly and was laughing because i thought it was funny and then Connolly <laughs> said well sean he was in a little bit of a mood today and then i saw you know poor scotty couldn't sip a cup of whatever he was drinking on the podcast so i was like oh so maybe sean wasn't joking <laughs> then I looked at your Instagram and saw the kid. And I even said that to Kevin. I go, maybe he, maybe because the kid's such an athlete, he thinks, you know, that's fine. And my kid's just sitting there doing nothing, you know? So I, I, I got it. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't offended by it. I just thought it was amusing. Kevin tried to stir the pot a little bit. He you did. Know? And now I'm understanding that. And I think I, Sean, I defended you. I said, look, I think Sean was just a little bit in one today. Doug, can you hear me? No, I very low. Okay. Oh, fuck well, I'm Dave. just saying, I, you know, Sean was, I knew Sean was in one and I was basically saying, yo, he's in a bad mood. Don't take it personally. But and you're like, no, I'm not taking yeah, it personally. But that's what I'm I'm I didn't take Instagram. it personally. I was like, uh, to be honest with you, I'm still like, you know, I, I'm like, I'm pretty cool guy, but I'm a little like Sean's, you know, he's a fucking star. I'm like, oh, Sean made a nice, funny joke about the kid. And then Conley was basically telling me 
sort of he was like oh well sean's bullying a lot of people today it's not just you um, and i was like i, I can attest I to that bullied. yeah i didn't feel bullied and then so then i started doing some research and i looked at your instagram and saw a lot of kids and yes the kid is a fucking athlete there's no question about it you know um and then i saw how tan you were so i was like i'm gonna troll i'm gonna troll Sean a little bit. I said, Collie, is he going to like, is he going to punch me in the face? He goes, nah, I love it. I love it. So that's where I was. Okay. Well, it's funny you should say that because I came in here and I didn't know if I remembered who posted the comment, but I said to the guys, why do I look so red in photos? <laughs> why do I look that red? Is it because yeah, you look like Clifford, the big red dog, to but, be honest with you. But why does my tan, because I run outside, why does it come across as uh, I'm, I'm like, like you should be that red, Scotty, with well, the amounts that you yeah. drink? Well, I think you had like 900 white claws at the party, though. I didn't even, yeah, right. Yeah, You're also like, next listen, to Connolly. Listen. So the contrast of the skin color is, is jarring. That's and what I was going to say. The camera can't even handle that type of, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, without some professional lighting, you guys next to each other is a tough tough picture at this you're point. in there with three of the whitest vampires the Dave. guys are in a black hole all yeah. day long <laughs> yeah yeah you're right uh, uh uh so doug let me ask you the one last thing because um <laughs> yeah um i don't know if this is true but and i feel really bad right now actually but you haven't <laughs> been posting as many pictures of your new beautiful daughter mazel Tov, since our <laughs> since our little interaction is that if you... safe to say Sean, if you look at my Instagram, the last post I posted, which was right before you said that, said, I am not going to be posting till the new year. And the one before that said, I'm sure all of you are sick of my babies. So that's why I say when you said that to me, I was like, ah, you know, much my boy, Sean, we've joked around. Then Connolly was like, you know, just want you to know you're not the only one he picks on. I'm like, I, I didn't feel picked on at all. I just, uh, I thought it was like two fucking men who play hockey, like just playing with each other, you know? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and and by the way, I want to, I want to tell everybody. Uh, so victory, the podcast, uh, uh, it's a wonderful podcast. Now you also have a second podcast, which is very sort of meta. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Uh, yep. How would we explain? How would we explain Ramble On? It's the official podcast of the unofficial Ramble On television show. <laughs> right. Which I have seen the pilot, and I don't know. You saw you you saw a lot of reactions from people. Well, you weren't here. Kevin was here, but I made notes. It is one of the best beaded pilots I have ever seen. Okay. And Thank you. Everybody that's listening that was a, a fan of Entourage. I don't know how long this process is going to go on, but I hope at some point you put that pilot on YouTube and just let it explode. Just let it explode. You know what? That's a possibility. I mean, in January, we'll go out to all the streamers if they don't want to pick it up. And by the way, Connolly is lit so well in this. He, he's almost <laughs> your color he in the pilot. Good. He looks fantastic. He looks so, forty. you know, I, I hopefully someone will pick it up in January. If not, then we got to go the alternate route. We'll see what happens. Uh, Doug, Kevin just said he's been in SAG for 43 years. <laughs> <laughs> but he still will tell you this is the best he's ever looked on camera. Good. Good. Well, you saying uh, I look good off camera? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to look at you off camera. Listen, to be will you do me a favor? Will you post what's your daughter's name? 
My daughter's name is Isabella June. Isabella June. Will you just throw one up there just uh, just so we can... Uh... The guy feels guilty. I said in the post before that, I said if I post before New Year, I'm going to give the first person who likes it a thousand bucks. And right now I'm trying to save that money for her college. So I, I don't want <laughs> to lose that right now. All right. So for all intents and perf- purposes, the beef is squashed. We're both fathers. We're happy. We're living the best life. And it's all yep. good. Yeah? All good. All good for uh, sure. Victory the pod. Uh, ramble on mr doug allen thank you for coming on we'll see you soon all right be good guys i'll tell you what the holidays are a beautiful time of the year okay and what we have for you is omaha steaks achieving gifting greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged tender and delicious omaha steaks it's a pretty powerful gift the steaks are experts okay these steaks they're actually experts and The experts at at Omaha Steaks have put together special curated gift packages to help take the guesswork out of the gifting and make you a holiday hero. Go to omahasteaks.com, take the advantage of the 50% off site-wide, plus you just got to use the code NOGRUFFS at checkout to get an additional $30 off your order. So we're going to give you 50% off site-wide, and then if you use the code NOGRUFFS at checkout, you get an additional $30 off your order. Send an assortment of mouthwatering favorites guaranteed to impress, like the legendary butcher's cut filet, air chilled boneless chicken, ultra juicy burgers, and even easy to prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. You're going to go to omahasteaks.com, 50% off site wide, plus use the code NOGRUFFS at checkout. Okay, that was nice. That was nice. So what I now know is that it wasn't as uh, aggressive as Kevin maybe led on when I walked in. But Kevin might have just been doing the right thing for the mood of like no, he's stir- he, he is yeah, stirring the pot. No, I wasn't. I wasn't stirring the pot. I was <laughs> saying to I. Here's what I didn't realize. I didn't realize that Doug took it as a compliment first right oh so yeah. that's what not as a compliment but i don't really think he thought much of it and when he sent me the screenshot and then i just responded like yeah show was in kind of a pissy mood today whatever no big deal i wouldn't look that far into it yeah wouldn't look what does he do he looks far into it he gets on your instagram and he calls me back and says <laughs> dude I, listen whatever i know sean will beat me up at the office but he, the last eight pictures he posted were of his baby. I got to tell you, I don't know what to do. I mean, this kid just, I, I, like, I don't want to be that parent that, and I'm not really, I don't brag about it, but I like to post on Instagram because it's so fucking wild to me. I mean. Him getting out of the sand trap, like, blew me away. Well, I don't know if you've seen the most recent one, but this past weekend, he sunk, it might have been a 40-footer. I mean, I, I don't, I, it was a long putt, and the way that he, he looks at the ball Head and then down. the roll and the follow through. It's fucking wild. Did it, you tell him to keep his eyes down on the ball and not to fu- not to look up on the swing? I have never said a single word to him about his golf swing, uh, anything. Does he I, have a coach? He watches on TV. Natural instinct down on the putt. And then it looks up and he and he and he follows through with the ball. It's quite beautiful. Um, all right, so Saturday night, Dice had their Halloween party. Uh, what, what was what's the app called again? Partyful. Partyful. Christmas party. Um, it was a Christmas party. Uh, shout out Josh Klein, who I told uh, that it was a Gatsby themed party, and he showed up with a cane and a top <laughs> hat. That's Josh Weinstein, right? That's Josh They're Weinstein, the uh, OG. That was the character based off of uh, Josh Klein, who is an unofficial mayor of Laurel Canyon. Um, 
So we could see who was RSVPing for the party. That's what it's done. It's, it's this app. It's quite genius. And, and you link your Instagram. So you see the party list and you can see what type of movements are happening with the party, right? Now, we would have gone to the party no matter what because uh, these guys are, are very interesting. Uh, just, just, just a real interesting array of, of individuals, okay? Um, so we all meet there. It was kind of, uh, it, it was nice. We all get there and we meet there, right? Uh, I got there first with Josh and uh, Scotty came in a little bit distant second. You had two friends with you, correct? I did, yeah. Um, something happened and they weren't with you mm -hmm. halfway through the party. Yeah, that's correct. Do you want to explain what happened? Because I, I didn't really, it was loud in there. Pookie was DJing, shout out Jonah's Kitchen. I don't think... Pookie had the best set, but I didn't stay till the end. No, Pookie murdered. He did. Yeah. Pookie, okay. Pookie tore the house down. He he was like fishing with the crowd. It was a uh, it was it was yo-yo. That's what I said. He was playing a yo-yo. He was in and out. But yeah, the guy is. Masterful. It's also like these these young kids are all going up to him and requesting songs. So he's trying to field a few requests while also sprinkling his stuff in. I don't think he fields any requests. Oh, he does. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. As long as it's in genre. Okay. All right. Well, like you rolled your eyes, Sean, when the Mariah Carey Christmas song came on, but it's a Christmas party, that a holiday party. Well, I was they standing right. Correct. I was standing right with Pookie at that moment, and someone came up and said, "You have to play Mariah Carey." It was someone from Dice. We need it right now. Okay. Well, listen. And they played it. it. It was. He he moves peaks and valleys. Okay. I I want to be there for a short time, not a long time, and I just want the bangers all right off the bat. I want you to just smoke everyone. He doesn't operate like that. He gives drink breaks. It's well, they can't just play music for you, Sean. I know. Uh, and, and by the way, this story isn't about me. It's about you. <laughs> what happened? Uh, and first of all, let's just address the fact that I thought it was uh, a very pivotal moment. I know your um, ex-girlfriend. Uh -huh. I think it's safe to say that... <laughs> You have an ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, she's a, a diehard New York Ranger fan. She's, she is. She's hustling. She's making moves. Yeah. She wants to be an actor. She's a comedian. Uh-huh. Uh, beautiful girl. Yeah. Okay. Does she think that you have a drinking problem? Has she ever said anything like that to you? <laughs> no, no. No one's ever said I have a drinking problem because I don't have a drinking problem. Well, hold on. Your mom, I think, listened to the podcast, My right? mom is a, is a no-gruffian, yeah. Okay. What she's very she? concerned. Well, let's, let's talk about it. Okay, go ahead. Well, when... Did she ask you what pour some gasoline on the fire means? Uh, well, she listened to the episode, so she kind of understands what it means. Okay. All right. So somebody in your life has said, hey, listen, what's going on over there? Uh, my mother has always kept close tabs on me, yes. Great. Okay. She follows along. She follows. All right. So you posted the new girlfriend on Instagram the day of the party, which I thought was, was <laughs> rather shocking. Right? Why because, is that shocking? Well, that's making a statement. That's like, aggressive. For it sure. is. Uh -huh. I said to you at the party, Kevin, did you know... He posted a picture of his new girlfriend on the Instagram. Sean, who would have known that it, that you and I would have that conversation at a house party? I know. It sounds ridiculous. That's what we, well, that's what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, it feels like you guys are thinking about me a lot, hey, which I appreciate. Did you see the Instagram post? Um, okay, so what happened? Because your new girlfriend got kicked out of the party. It was a Dice private Halloween party. It wasn't, there wasn't anything official there. She what? did not get kicked out of the party. Okay, you asked her to leave? Because I did not ask her to leave. I... I thought it was best if she left. Whose sports center ring ringtone is that? I mean, if you listen to the last episode, you know it's mine. It's yours. Yeah. I thought I muted it. 
I mean, is it you want to know what the update was? No, I just want you to turn your phone off. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Okay, what? Uh, I don't know, Kev. How? How? What's the update? I, I mean, it was something that was not relevant at all. But what? uh, Kev, why don't why don't you explain the story? I don't I don't want to be uh, held responsible. Kevin for didn't this see story. it. Yeah, but I, I, I was, you know, you don't have to necessarily see, but when you feel the aftermath, you know it, Scotty. And, and, and by the way, let me just put this in context, because this was a party where people were snorting Adderall. Um, off like, of iPhones. Which off is of a new prepackaged one. Adderall. Which, by the lines. way, I was not doing, just to be totally clear about that. I don't know if that's confirmed or not. It I is confirmed. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't take a zip. Not no, of course not. Of the, not of, I'm not snorting Adderall. Why? Because that's just not how I operate. I take Adderall to be efficient at my job. Okay. I think there's a, well, there might be a flag on the play because I believe. Uh, there's no flag. I think you took one zip and it was just, hey, I'm being polite, courteous. I got <laughs> offered by the host. Fine. Fair enough. Um, sure. There could be a gray area. Um, okay. So, so mm -hmm. what happened? Because, and, and sorry, let me just re remind you the reason I brought that up. This was the type of party where people were walking around snorting Adderall. There were, um, there yeah, was, it was a Hollywood party. There was talent. There it was a little bit. It was a new gen Hollywood, an old Hollywood party. Everybody would be in the bathroom doing coke or Good right. point. they'd be doing little sneaky bumps. This was wide out in the open. <laughs> True. Okay. Yeah. And there was a, a weed room. Uh -huh. There was a photo booth room. Like it was a, it was a very, listen, they did a good job. They did a good job. So. Everything kind of went at this party. Yeah. I don't know anyone that got kicked out of the party. Uh-huh. You, I guess, in an unofficial capacity, asked your girlfriend to leave because what happened? Somebody cut her off in line in the bathroom. So, well, someone was being a fucking smartass to her. And she... Causing a scene. And she took matters into her own hand and fucking took the best of the situation. She, she made a quick decision. Yes. And she threw a drink on the girl in the girl's face yes. or on the girl? Uh, direct hit to the face. No conversation. No, uh, like, hey, you know, when we drop the gloves or we're like, we shake our hands. Like, no, hey, there, no, it, there was like the gloves were the gloves were shaken. Bro, come on, how many times have you seen this in in real life? There was like the bathroom line was dicey. No pun intended. You didn't really know who was online for what room or who was up next for what bathroom. And everybody thought they were next up in line for the bathroom and they were waiting. So when they got, my, like, my girl next, got cut in line by a girl who, who had a little bit of an attitude, a little bit uh, entitled to the bathroom. Yeah. And my girl was a gangster and, and threw a drink in her there face. There was a little lock up, like a little arm lock up and then drink to the face. Yeah. And, and then let's it let's all influence. Yeah. Did it turn you on? A little bit, yeah. I mean, it's it's hot. It was. Y yeah, yeah. I reckless. Mean, reckless for sure. But like someone who's going to stand their ground and not be fucked with is, you know, confidence is is hot. Okay, why'd you ask her to leave then? I don't think I asked her to leave. She was pretty upset by the whole situation, and I knew that she wasn't going to be able to recover and have a good time. So it was more so like, hey, let's get out of here. And uh, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, it was what was best, and truthfully, that was kind of sadly almost like the apm holiday party it was it, it that's what it felt like i mean we don't have the budgets for a halloween party or i was a there for you guys we were all like there that. i was there to yeah. hang out with you guys we I were supporting we were no that doesn't cop us out of having an apm party though kev well of course you want to have an apm party why Scotty? wouldn't i i'm just saying of course you would why, why is that are you are you referring to alcohol or something i don't know where did his white claw go it's right here it's in my hand oh um <laughs> all right 
fair enough. Uh, Halloween party, holiday party, whatever. It's all the same thing. Um, Dave. How's it going? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good. Uh, your text message on Sunday morning to me was, I had three drinks. It feels like I had 12. I think they were serving me straight tequila. Absolutely. I was gone. You were gonzo. I had, I had a joint on each ear. If you look in the holiday picture, there's a joint in my ear on the picture. Each ear? Well, one of them got taken, and I don't know what happened to the other one. I think me and Kevin smoked it. <laughs> hey, Dave, do, do you copy and paste texts to multiple people? I mean, if I'm going to say the same thing, why not? I agree. You're such a Dave cider. <laughs> Why do you have a problem with that? You just you just you take Dave's side on everything. That's fine. I mean, dude, I I, I would like to think that I'm getting a, an organic, real text message, a copy and paste text that you're sending to everybody separately. He's efficient. Just put us on a group chat. Exactly. He's efficient. So That's Dave, the opposite of efficient. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna address some things with Dave right now. So Dave, I'm not sure if I pre- uh, prepared you for what you were walking into. Right? There was a lot of uh, it was quite the scene, but the thing that I want to take away from it was I watched four different people walk up to you, Dave, and tell you how big of fans they are of you in the context of they listened to the podcast and they had questions. You inspired one person to fix their moldy roof. Do you remember that conversation? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I remember that one. Okay. So I guess I'll just uh, I'll cut to the chase. All four people after or in the midst of having the conversation with you turned to me and said either I don't think Dave likes me or I think Dave is uncomfortable. Oh, so basically I just I wasn't aware that people like they there were avid listeners of the podcast. So when they had come up to me, I was just completely took taken off guard and I just couldn't process a thought quick enough to respond in the manner manner that I should have because there was already a few few drinks in yeah. and I just literally didn't have a thought running through my head and I was kind of like how do they know I've said these things? Because I had no idea that they were listeners of the podcast, and I feel bad now that you mention it. Had I known and been more prepared, yeah. I probably would have been more lively, more friendly, but I just didn't know how to respond because I wasn't expecting it's it. It's a learning lesson. It's a learning lesson. But people uh, people really embrace uh, your, your vibe, Dave. I appreciate it. Yeah. I wish I would have done a better job talking back. I, again, I just told you it's a learning lesson, Yeah. right? Don't worry. We'll have another chance at some point. Uh, Kevin, what was your take on the, uh, on the whole party as a whole? Well, we talked a little bit about it. I'm a fan of the venue. I'm not going to lie. Because it had a house party vibe on Sunset. Yep. Right? If that were at a, at a house house, the fucking parking would have been terrible. It would have been hard to get over to. over there, bro. Pretty <laughs> fucking clinky over I there. Mean, I heard Ooh, double clear. A lot of ice bouncing around in that glass, Sean. We can edit that out. It, it's a quarter full. I didn't, I'm, I'm out of uh, Dell's Lemonade. But anyways, and, and you know, I just want to make a point. <laughs> I did bring my own cup and my own mix yeah. for the party on Saturday. I okay. saw that, bro. I'm like, I don't know what. I, I, I tell Dave this. I'm like, Dave, everybody's got a life cocktail, bro. Yeah. And everybody's life cocktail is different. I came in. I was like, hmm, what yeah. would Avery's life cocktail was yeah. on that night? Does the bouncer say anything to you when you walk in with the cup? No. And when I walked right up to the bar, I handed the double cup to the bartender. Mm-hmm. I said, fill it to the top with ice and three quarters of the way with water. And okay. he didn't even blink. Yeah. He did it. Totally normal. It's the second time I've done it at a party. Uh, Kevin, what was your take on the whole, uh, on the festivities? I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was different. I thought it was fun hanging with you guys. Yep. It was a little bit of a quasi, you know, company party. We were all there. Everybody was 
kind of on time. Yeah. Um, and it was just a little, it was just a little bit different, you know? So yeah. for me, you know, those other, the other clubs, you know, Dave's normal haunts are always there. Right. And they don't change. But that was just sort of a unique thing that we'll always remember. So whatever. Call me uh, nostalgic, but I enjoyed the uh, – it was a unique experience. I, I, I like the uh, – it, it all folds into the entrepreneurial um, initiative, right? Mm. Like I like these – I like looking at these new generation hustlers and the moves that they're making. Totally. Right? Yeah. Did you get inspired from it at all, Scotty? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm always inspired. I want to make money any way I can. But those guys were – I don't know. They have a they have a different mindset on things. Well, I think there's a difference between inspiration and desire to make money. No, I think it's all all intertwined. Okay. What I mean, how do you do you think differently? I I mean I I think that uh, well you can uh, aspire to do something. Yeah. Right. You can be inspirational in your thoughts. Mm-hmm. But I don't think like when I decided to be an NHL player, I wasn't like I'm going to be an NHL player so I can make a lot of money. Well, that's way different nowadays. Gen Z, it's like I want to be uh, cloudy on TikTok because I want to make a bunch of money and I want people to know who I am. Where do you fall into that category? I want zero clout. I'm a behind the scenes guy. Uh, <laughs> I relate to that, Scotty. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um, okay. Um, all right, if you could just sit with us for a second, because I know Mike Young is waiting patient, uh, patiently in the wings. Uh, can we hand the, the deck to Mike? I'd like to address a few things, talk about a few things. I have an upcoming show uh, tonight, uh, actually, at the uh, comedy store, The Belly Room. Um, Mike, you're back in town. You've just finished a little run with uh, uh, quite Sebastian. A, Sebastian. Does he go by Sebastian now, or does he have a last name? No, he goes by full name, Sebastian Maniscalco. Maniscalco. There was a moment where he thought about doing a one name because it's such a solid name, but I think he just he kept the last name. So I, I want to uh, – Josh Klein, okay, we'll, we'll shout out Josh again. Uh, Josh reminds me how, how, how deep his roots go in the um, Hollywood – in Hollywood land, okay? So Josh, at a certain point I looked over, and Josh and Mike were embracing themselves. And uh, Josh looked at me and said, I told you, bro, I know everybody, right? <laughs> in a very Josh Klein way. Now, I told Mike when I came in here, I said, Josh, in the car on the way home, he looked over at me and he said, Mike Young is about to pop. I can feel his vibe. I thought that was a very, I, I knew what he was saying and, and, I, and I believed it, okay? Where do you feel like that statement uh, sits with you right now, currently, Mike? Wow, that's a great question, Sean. Um, I've known Josh for a long time, back in the old school Connolly, you know, club days. Like, yep. I would get off stage at the comedy store, walk down the street one block, and they, these guys would pick me up at a Prius, and we'd go deep clubbing and see Josh everywhere. So he's known me for a long time, but I think he always knew I was serious about stand-up, even though we were having fun, as much fun as you could have, yep. all that Hollywood shit. But I never came here to do anything but stand-up and really do my work. So I think Josh saw, knew that about me. And, you know, about to pop, that's a cool thing to think about. But like you just said, that you didn't become an NHL hockey player to make money. Like, 
So I can I can vibe with that because I didn't become. Hold on, Dave, you gotta stop with your antsy moves, bro. <laughs> He's adjusting the mic. God bless you, Dave. You're fucking shuffling in here. But I didn't get into comedy to make money. Like I wasn't thinking that either. So like you have something that you did out of out of love, passion, and talent. And that's kind of how I always looked at stand-up. Like, I love the game. I love writing something and then testing it. I love writing and performing. So when you say he's about to pop, I, I love it. I mean, that's a compliment to me. Like, I think he means pop, like, be super, you know, become famous or well, become, get, sell more tickets. You know, pop is an interesting term, but yeah, I think yeah, I know. Yeah, well, I think this is what I thought he meant. I thought it meant more come into his own and start really shining at a high level like you make the nhl at 20 you're not necessarily you haven't come into your own yet i mean really in, in the old days you wouldn't come into your own until you were 32 it was a 12-year journey at the highest level so i guess and and that's what i i you know i sort of made a, a comment that i feel like i, I should have taken back because you schooled me a little bit i said mike why are you not here in la why are you not at the store four nights a week, January and February. By the way, great thought, Sean. You know what I mean? Like that's totally normal for you to think that and motivate me and stuff like that. And <laughs> there's a part of that that is correct. Like, yes, if I was living here right now, I'm out every night. Yeah. But I also, you know, for 15 years was probably up eight times, nine times, 11 times a week go off, do a move. You know, I got into like writing and directing, which took me off the stand up game for a second now yep. back to the stand-up game so in a sense you're right i should be up but i was just, i wasn't trying to school you i was trying to let you know for you to just throw out like mike you should be up four nights a week at the comedy store you what you don't know about it is there's probably four thousand comedians that every monday put their name on a list and then out of those four thousand there's like 300 spots that right. they give for the week. Right. And so if you're not in good favor or you're not here all the time consistently, the store will look at you like, we're not going to put them up four nights a week, you know, right. whatever the reason might be. Like, it's been that way. For, you can never take comedy store spots personally. Right. You're lucky because you're going up and popping up at some of these rooms that are like pretty much phenomenal rooms right like, you know what i mean like and you might not know how good they are until maybe like you told me last week you did like a weird strange room in venice yeah but dave uh, i'll kill you dave <laughs> he's struggling back there <laughs> is today. that an entourage ringtone that is that is stock tip dave on a inability to just put jesus everything to christ sleep. Jesus so but christ. what up but you but we're but you're you're dead on with be, doing spots but you're going to see as you get deeper in this. And a couple of comedians told me, bro, I got to tell you, they told me you were pretty damn good. And, really? And I'm kind of okay, not surprised because what you do have is a point of view. Right. And you got to, you know, the, even, even though you talk with your little mellow, steady, <laughs> slow, you know what you do. Yeah, yeah. You got your own thing. Yeah. And so that's what comedians actually take years to try to get is a point of view. But you lived enough life and developed your own attitude to where you probably will do well, you know, or, or will... To, to say do well, I don't know what you want to do in stand-up. I, I don't know if you want to just do it and test the art, but I, like, to I, me, it's it, the it is testing the art. And what I think about the art at this point is exactly what you're saying. If there's a way that I can start incorporating a little bit of inflect in, inflection at certain moments, that's where you can. Uh, inflection is good. 
right? Inflection is good, but like if you take Stephen Wright, there's not a lot of inflection, yet he was a genius and made millions of dollars as a stand-up. So he didn't have inflection. Okay. So, so I that's a dangerous if, trap to get into, right? Do not what I would say to you is, and I write for quite a bit of like a bunch of people and stuff like so I get voices and I get them in my head. For you, bro, I would say stay organic to your tone and to your voice and don't think about inflection at all. Okay, great. Until you hit like an emotional beat in your set that you feel like you have to inflect. Right. But do not let anybody tell you like go up and down with your voice, Sean, and give a little facial expression. Yeah. If it ain't you, they're going to see see that it's inauthentic. Hey, so. I, got a, I got a quick question for Mike. Sean and I were having the debate or conversation the other day about crowd work versus uh, a set set. Why does Scotty think that this is his so, fucking show now? I'm, I just think it's, I think this is a good topic to talk about. Okay. I, I, I mean, do you not want me to? No, you're halfway through. Yes, of course I want to hear. So it I now. was saying that in the comedian world, like crowd work is not as respected as a set. Is that right. true or so false? I'll succinctly tie this up. And now I'm talking like Sean Avery after listening for like <laughs> okay. a while, but crowd work is its own skill. Yes. It's its own skill. Yes. So if you have the ability to go in on the crowd, it's a very high-level skill. Rick Ingram, who's opening for Chris mm -hmm. Rock and Chappelle, it's all he does. But just know that he's got a fucking pocket full of shit he knows that he can say because he's mastered the art of crowd work. And so you look up to crowd work if they're amazing at it. But, yeah, if you're just someone who's going up and being loose with it, I don't think it's cool. But well, you got to practice somewhere, too. So, like – You'll find your thing. Right, but it's interesting. Uh, now I'm incorporating you a little bit too much, Scotty. But but just <laughs> coming back to your whole thing about not wanting um, wanting the riches or not wanting the riches, or you do want the riches. Of course but, I want the but, riches. So the art form, the the only con in, in the business sense of being a crowd work comedian is that you wouldn't be able to sell arenas. Correct, Mike? I mean, that's a broad statement but correct i don't see a, a purely uh purely uh audience you know work headliner uh selling arenas however i could see rick after this big tour as a, as just a crowd work guy i could see him doing it because don rickles essentially was True. a crowd work guy mm -hmm. even though he had masterful bits and played with a band did all his things but rickles was a crowd guy but he had his same things that he would hit you with you know, so you can be a headliner, hundred um, percent. Mike, uh, you're going back out on the road with Sebastian. When does that tour start, and where can people go and find tickets to go and see you? Well, I'm actually, I actually just got off the road oh, okay. of, with Sebastian, but I'm starting. To be honest, I, I, in 2023, I got a 25 city tour. Uh, it's going to be the Rocket Comedy Tour. So Rocket Mortgage, the company, is sponsoring a tour that we're doing. And so it's coming in 2023, so you can catch me anywhere. That's when, awesome. When's the next uh, set that you're doing that somebody randomly in some weird uh, in Detroit or here? When, when are you going? Cedar on Trunk Ranch outside Austin, Texas. What's God the date? Damn. January 14th. Cedar Trunk Ranch. The coolest, strangest venue. January 14th. Okay, great. I'll be playing for people and bison. <laughs> it's going to be a strong. Really? It's a big ranch, bro. You'd love it. These guys take vitamins, they run hills, and then I'm the entertainment. <laughs> okay. It's amazing. Great. Mike Young, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the worst Instagram page you could ever imagine, <laughs> only because Sean. it's buried <laughs> underneath content uh, volume. You can't hear it. Mike has a cell phone that is like 
I don't know how fucking old it is. It's I was the last one to get rid of the flip phone. My friends know this about me. I've got like I don't know what the fear is, but I don't want a brand new bulky phone. I'm I'm fearful that my contacts won't make it over. I just it's just <laughs> gonna take some getting used to. So okay, Sean, well, next time you see me, I'll have a new phone, bro. I'll, I'll, the reason content. I that, that it bothers me so much is because you wake up every day and you have this hunger and excitement to you, and I just can't hear it. <laughs> I want the audio. Pumped up. Fair enough, bro. Honestly, by the way, that's been my note on my own career my whole life. It's, it's like I'll always, I think it's because my dad was a scrap metal worker. I'm just a scrappy dude. I yeah. don't get really too dressed up. Well, you're from you know Detroit. what? It's time. If Josh Klein says I'm popping, bro, this is my year. <laughs> Hell yeah. Episode 36, Mike Young, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, Scotty, anything else that you'd like to address? Uh, mom, I love you. I'm I'm good. Yeah. Maybe uh maybe we have my mom on the show at some point. I would love to. Uh, yeah. The question is right now, how is your zip supply? It's in full. Okay. It's very strong right now. What day of the month is it? Uh, the twelfth. Yep. Yep. So, if we were to look into a crystal ball, how is your zip supply going to be like December twentieth? It's going to be fine because. Uh, Connolly goes to Columbia on the 19th. No work for the entire week, so I'll be good. Oh, so you won't use the zips. If, if you're not working, you don't need the zips? I'm a Monday to Friday zipper. Okay. Yeah. Except, I don't zip on the weekend. Except on, what night was the party? Saturday. Yeah, except on Saturdays. Well, that's a gray area. Ladies and gentlemen. All right. Scotty, <laughs> episode 36, no gruffs given. Um, I appreciate you. Of Thank course. you, sir. Well, our next product our sponsor I, I i've been using it every day because again they gave me a little care package i started taking ag1 because it was sent to me and i tried it and i liked it and you know what i like it because look good feel good is something that we've been all the ogs will know the importance of it okay all you have to do is open up this packet and you put it into your water and you slam it and it it helps you. <laughs> it doesn't taste like it's super healthy, okay? But it has a kind of mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to taking every morning. Now, I've been taking it for about seven weeks, eight weeks now, almost two months. I'll tell you what, I feel good. I feel good, and I, and I think for the most part, I look good. This is the best option for easy, optimal nutrition out there. You take one scoop of AG1 and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All right. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you free a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash nogruffs. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash nogruffs to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Or his, what, what was that that he slammed on the table? I think he just set his headphones down. And yeah. he didn't, he, uh, you, you'd say set? Yeah. Placed? You know, I'm going to take... I'm gonna take uh, Scotty side here. I'm yeah. gonna be with Scotty on this. No problem. You know? I got no problem with that. Um, okay, a couple of things. Ray McKelvey. So uh, I'm just I'm I'm getting into it. We're off everything. Uh, Ray McKelvey was my general manager, my first general general manager 
uh, in the OHL, the o- Owen Sound Platers. Ray, I think, uh, you know, there was a couple people that, that sort of fought for me, John Lovell, the coach. Uh, but he had to get Ray to agree to it, I think, to a certain extent. Ray passed away last week. Um, we always talk about, and, and you hear it in the news, certainly in the last couple of years, like uh, toxicity in hockey, right? Uh, and, I, and, and also, there is an attack on cis white men right now. I mean, I didn't even know what cis means. Do you know what it means? I think it's odd that what we've always known to be a man has to be and needs an identifier. Right. So now like so the identifier should be with the outliers. Right. So so cis man means straight man? Yeah. Okay. So cis white man means straight white man. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um anyways, Ray was an extremely um um cis white man, okay? Uh had an unbelievable wife, Georgina. Um Susan, his daughter, who she she's a real she's a real champ, uh, just a beautiful family. What I want to talk about is so I'm just thinking back to those years, right? Uh, we had a lot of wild men on our team. I, I don't even say men, okay? We had we had boys, okay? Uh, a lot of those teammates that I played with, some are still uh, playing, some are still alive, some have passed on. Dan Snyder. Uh, Ryan Crowthers. Okay, we we had we had some wild wild dudes. There was a guy by the name of uh, Shane Kenny, uh, Ryan Christie, Ryan Davis, who I believe was uh, Six Nations uh, from you know he was indigenous from the reserve. Tough, real tough. Okay, Ray saw every sort of problem come across his desk i i don't know i i'm sure there were hundreds of times where he got a phone call in the middle of the night about one of us doing something that we really shouldn't have been doing and i i mean like um you know uh avery is now in the owen sound police department because he was uh driving down a, a hill in, in owen sound in the middle of the winter and he didn't have his lights on the car and when they pulled me over, I told them that I was trying to because we were so broke, okay, in junior, that I I don't know why I didn't just put it in neutral, but I guess I just maybe put it in neutral and turn the car off to even save more gas. And I got pulled over in the middle of a snowstorm, right? There were a hundred so many examples. We ran wild. My point being is that a guy like Ray, okay, chartered accountant. Uh, small town. We're talking 3,500 people, 5,000 people. I mean, small town hockey. He knew everything that was happening with all of us at all times, or in at least a 12-hour window. Ray was a shepherd. He was a uh, he. He was a uh, he was a shepherd. You know, like I I, I don't want to say a preacher because he wasn't a preacher. He had this this beautiful tact about him that first of all he loved the game and he loved hockey players and we were in a way all an extension of ray like he was our boss we were his players we were his uh sons you know in in, on on many different levels he never liked trading a player uh uh, that's not true i'm sure he liked trading a few he he traded me actually um but these shepherds okay in a game 
I guess a long time ago or not so long a time ago, uh, you know, 20 years, 10 years, instead of Ray standing on a table and saying, you know what, I need to virtue signal. I need to send a message. I need to do this. I need to discipline these kids. I think what he did was he guided us. He had sort of a, a, a Jedi power where because we respected him so much, I ultimately believe that that factored into our decision-making in not crossing the line. Like, I think that there were times where you were about to maybe do something you shouldn't do. And I mean, like, you know, above the normal shouldn't do. I think that we had Ray in the back of our head because you didn't want to let this guy down. And in this world of policing and, and, and everybody being held accountable and all the virtue signaling bullshit, man, they just don't make them like they used to. They just don't make them like they used to. And, you know, I, I don't know the list, but uh, everyone from uh, Kurt Maltby, Dan Snyder, Curtis Sanford. I'm just going through the guys that, that were, you know, that I know. Ray McKelvey produced a lot of NHL players. OK, he did it with uh, tact. He did it with a quiet thumb and he did it with just good old fashioned guidance. Right. And I think even more important, he let guys make mistakes. And you always knew it was a mistake based on, you know, I think how nervous Ray was because he always knew he was going to do the right thing, even though sometimes he probably was expected to make the the other decision, right? Like lay the hammer down. So um, I, I just want to, yeah, I, I, I needed to talk about Ray at a certain point. And uh, uh, yeah, what a blessing. What a blessing. They don't make them like they used to. I'll say that. Um, Dave, is there anything that you want to say? Because you were, you were antsy in there with Mike. Is there something on your mind? Oh, the only reason I was antsy is because he was um, speaking away from the microphone, so I was trying to correct the mic so it wasn't so low in volume. Okay. But, yeah, Did Saturday was fun. I you had a good time, right? Yeah. I don't even know how I got so hammered so fast. Yep. I really have no idea how that happened. Yep. And, and to the point where I woke up the next morning, you know, obviously I sent those text messages, and I'm like, why am I still, like, why do, why do I still, feel like, I'm messed up? And then I looked and my little edible tray is open. So I think I took edibles to go to bed last night, or that, that same night. So I came home. Me and Mike went to Mel's Diner. I got an god awful amount well, of You were shit-faced. You're yeah. making excuses, but you were shit-faced. And then I came home and I heated up more food, ate some edibles, and passed out and woke up feeling, you know, Like you got hit by day. a truck. Yeah. Um, that was a mess. But it was, it was a fun time. We were out there. Yeah. It, w it, it, it was. You, you missed it, Michael. I did. You did. Mm -hmm. Why? Do you want me to say? Uh, that text message that came in that said 21-year-olds will get wristbands at the door, <laughs> 21 and under that need wristbands, we'll give it to you inside. And I was like, I'm not going there. Okay, so I understand. And you Without, don't... Without, not, you didn't even, I was ready to go. Yeah. How, how young was the crowd there? I couldn't notice. I mean... The fact that that text was in text, like, yeah. the legality of that is absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Well, I got to tell you, I mean, it's a, it's a wild scene. Like, it, it, you know, what these kids are doing these days is much different than it used to be. They really don't have a lot of like they let their inhibitions go. They're getting after it. They're they're having a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, if I didn't have 
if we, I feel like we're sort of close to these guys now. I mean, I had to go to the party. Sure. Definitely. Yeah. I, I understand why you didn't. And uh, uh, now I was ready to go. Yeah. Well, now thinking back, I, I think I just skimmed those text messages. I saw them. I was already committed. So nothing was getting me out of it at yeah. that point. But yeah, that, that you know what I did? I changed my clothes. I, I went to uh, Home Depot, got a bunch of stuff. I actually ended up stripping everything out of my room, painting, sanding the walls, primed at night. Yeah. All the way through Sunday. I, I also uh, I also quit my job on Saturday. Your your real job? Yeah. So I had a busy weekend, and you know, maybe, are you okay? Maybe yeah. Yeah. But maybe uh, <laughs> that was a quick yeah. <laughs> three three tequilas. I might have been right there with Dave. Yeah. Well, because like, cause it was a it was a pretty intense weekend. Because the night before we were on a text because we were looking at the the the, the list and yep. we were going on the Instagram accounts and we were like, oh my god, it's eighty five percent girls. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I mean that—that's the type of party you want to be at, right? Absolutely, Dave? and, and I, I did appreciate the invite. Yeah, well, you're part of the team. Photo booth room. I, I went to the the photo booth wall and I took a solo picture really quickly. I don't know what happened to it. Why didn't it uh, make it on the on the? Uh, that's what's cool too. They have the ability to send everyone the photos. Yeah, no, I think I think I did take one, and I've got the little photo strip, and I got a text message. I think it's there because I literally just ran in there, hammer, took a picture by myself. It's there. If you took a photo, it's there. Um, okay, uh, UFC. Yeah, let's do it. What so, a letdown, huh? Well, yeah, it's one of those things where we say it again. Um, you know, I was very excited to click that buy button, and uh, I didn't even watch the final fight. Patty the Batty. You didn't miss anything. Patty the Batty. You know, part of the reason why I used to talk a lot of shit is because it was, uh, it was, it was self-motivating, right? It was a way to get me to perform. Now, I don't know the logic behind that or the sports psychology embedded inside of it, but that was one of my tricks, okay? And whenever I was in a rut, I always would do something to get myself into a little bit of trouble so that I would have to play myself out of it. So, you know, is that healthy? I, I, I don't know. Probably not in the long term, um, but that was my thing, okay? So... Why did I start talking about this? I just lost my train of thought. I think. Uh, oh, 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 okay. Patty the yeah, Patty mm -hmm. the Batty. Yeah, you're right. All right. So, Patty the Batty. The lead up to the fight, he's talking a lot of shit. He's Mr. Barstool, right? He's mm -hmm. got uh, uh, Prez and Big Cat there. They're wearing the wigs. Mm -hmm. When you lock two men inside a cage, this is why this sport is so special. You can really see the true colors and see inside a man's soul and, and Bryce Mitchell. I mean, for Bryce Mitchell, you know, he's been riding this wave of, you know, he's great. He's the Arkansas boy. He's a farmer. I'm prepared to die in the octagon. I mean, wow. What happened to him? What happened to him being prepared to die in the octagon? When I was watching the lead up to the fight and Ilya kept talking to Patty at the press conference, I just thought, Man, you better focus on Bryce. Right. But I think Ilya knows exactly what he's doing. And I might not like his personality and like the persona that comes with that fighter. But um, if he was in the, he could have probably fought Patty right after that and whipped his ass too. Yeah, I, I don't like Ilya. Um, something about him rubs yeah, me the wrong rubs way. Rubs me the wrong way too. Sandpaper. He's just kind of, uh, he's sort of angry, but not in like a, a cool sports yeah. way. Um, so Patty got fucked up. 
Yeah, I, mean, I didn't. I didn't have him winning any round. So the unanimous decision going the other way was shocking. Well, that and and it's just so funny how they, um, you know, Dana's a master. He's a master of the craft. Uh, they deflected. They had the ability to deflect the Patty decision based off of, I guess, the heavyweight fight going into a mutual tie. What do they call it? Yeah, it was a split draw. Split draw, right? Mm. So it's basically as boring as you can get. (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) It's like the unofficial, most boring fucking decision that you can get in in cage fighting. Yeah. Um, And that's the main event. And then Darren Till. Okay. Man. So, but the problem is like, Till had moments. There were two or three moments in that fight where he could have won the fight. He could have finished. Who did he fight? Uh, Duplessis. Duplessis, who I can't stand. I can't stand that guy's either. too fucking happy. Yeah, like it, it's a it's this beautiful art form of like what personality do we get drawn to, mm-hmm. right? And Duplessis, I would hate to get locked. Sit. Imagine sitting beside that guy on a flight. Yeah. He would talk like you probably talk the whole flight <laughs> to somebody, but it's like, you know, it's Michael. Yeah. Duplessis just this happy guy, like happy to be talking to people. Yeah. And it, it's different. Yeah. It bothers me. Mm-hmm. Till had a couple of moments to finish him, but yeah. to finish. OK. You got to two things. You got to put your foot on the gas and you got to go into the danger zone, baby. Yeah. You got to enter the fucking danger zone. Yep. You got to go into shark infested waters and you got to let it go. Yep. And when you see a guy who's timid to step into that, that makes me nervous. O'Malley, I think, passed the test against Jan. I agree. I don't think there were moments where because it would have been a different result. Also, it's, that's a major step up in um, talent. Right. For like from one fight to the next. Yeah, you're like right. O'Malley really bet on himself. And yeah, I had him winning that fight. I didn't think that was a weird uh, bad decision at all. Yeah. Yeah. But you you know what I mean? The yeah. difference in in like until I mean, and you told me when we came in that he's stepping away from the sport. That's what he says. 29 years old. He's been fighting since 2015 at the top of his game since 2017, kind of top of the. Uh, he's had three fights in three years. He's been fighting some injury, um, you know, but you also kind of see him sort of, you know, he might be one of these guys that turns into an amazing coach because guys really do seem to love to train with him. Yeah, well. And and maybe he's just sort of weighing, like, do I want to get beat up like that again? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's what it comes into, the reflection of not wanting to go into those shark-infested waters probably means it's time to get out of that sport because... You'll get hurt. You'll get fucking hurt. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. And that's why I think it's one of the best sports in the world right now. I Agreed. mean, to compare that to, to a football game... Right. I mean, who... How could you? You're talking about gladiator shit. Yeah. I mean, these guys are and, and girls. Was there a girl fight on that card? There was not. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I think the the fight that I enjoyed the most was probably um, Raul Rosas Jr., the 18 year old kid. Um, Jay Perrin was running his mouth pretty heavy leading up to the fight, the face off, everything else, and um, Raul looked. I mean. It was one of the things that the commentators spoke about um, after the fact. They were nervous, saying, like, man, we're about to watch this 18-year-old kid fight. If he gets beat up real bad, it's going to be hard to swallow. Yeah. It's going to be hard for us to digest that. I think he did a great job even in his post-fight interview. I agree. He said, uh, I, want, uh, I want performance of the night yeah. or, or one of the bonuses because I, I got to buy my mom a, vi- a, mi- a minivan. So she can drive me to the P.I. Yeah. 
<laughs> and maybe yeah. the kid doesn't even have his license. I mean, who knows? Yeah. He's going to be dangerous. He's going to be dangerous. He took that dude's back. I mean, he he's he looks you know, like a well-rounded machine. Yeah, I think Jay Perrin, I'm, I'm not positive. I think he's 29, 28 years old, something like that. So the, the age discrepancy was pretty big. And um, I think, again, the matchmakers know what they're doing. Like, they didn't put him up against, you know, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. A, a killer. Well, like, this is his uh, UFC I mean, debut. Anyone that he was going to fight. At 18? Yeah, right. I mean, that's a huge right. step regardless of who he fought. Totally. Uh, but he answered the bell, and that that's pretty exciting to see that coming down the pipe. Totally. Um, all in all, uh, I would give it a six of a card. Yeah. I mean, I buy them all, and I don't, and I always go like, ah, I regret buying that. But I would have regretted not watching and and knowing what happened to. I agree with you. I think it's definitely the most entertaining sport in the world right now, and um, the ceiling is very high. I got to tell you, I loved how Dana handled um, the fact that the the main event was a split draw, and he immediately pivoted and said, "We're going to run yeah. um, the uh, light heavyweight." Um, vacant well, title uh, with Grover and uh, Hill in um, next month. Yeah. And I was like, that was a boss move. And all of the talk of Uncle Ev uh, feeling like he won and whatever else, it's like... Well, you don't have time for all that shit, right? And, yeah. and, and when you can make decisions without a committee... Yeah. I mean, Grover's 42 years old or something. He's This is a championship fight in his home nation. It's like the, the fight is next month in Brazil. It's It was sort of a no-brainer. You have to be decisive, and that's why Dana's one of the best in the in, in all of sports. Yeah, you got to make that move. Uh, has anyone seen – oh, Dave, speaking of which, did you see Bob Rathbur- Rathbun have a stroke during the pregame Wait, for the Atlanta Hawks? Really? Yeah. You haven't I, seen this video? No, I actually – I, I'm, I was very I know, impressed Dave. with him when I worked there. I know. That's why I said that. I know. He was having a conversation with uh, Dominique Wilkins. All right. And this guy had one of these strokes. Now, I say these strokes. Okay. And I'm going to segue this. My parents are in town. Alan Marlene are in town. I don't know what brought it up. But casually last night, last night my dad told me <laughs> that him and my mom have had five shots. Oh. Yeah. Wow. No shit. And did that that threw you for a loop? Uh triggered would be an would would be an under five shots, which means one person didn't boost. Oh no, no, no. So Oh they've all they've each done they've five. They've each done five. So oh. two were mandatory in Canada. Okay. The originally it was right. the two mandatory mm-hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. They've now had three boosters. I, I got and I love my parents. Okay, and I looked them both dead in the eye and I said, I think the two of you, if not one of you, are going to be dead in, in two years. Oh, my God. Wait, I mean, you said that I, I can't believe. Yeah, I said it because I had a conversation. Don't make me feel bad now, Dave. Okay, I, I, I had a conversation with my dad after the first two shots. You got to take the two man- mandatory shots. That was early on. I was still like, don't do it. But I told him, <laughs> I said to him unequivocally with passion in my voice, do not take another one of those fucking shots. And since then, they've taken three. Now, my mom, being the little spitfire that she is, uh, started talking a bunch of shit to me saying, oh, we're fine. We're going to be great. You know what I mean? She actually added in that she got the shingle shot. That both of them, I said, I didn't even know there was a shot for shingles. 
you just you just uh, proactively went and got a shingles shot like so it's crazy but um seeing this guy have the stroke is that what you're watching right now dave never mind um the guy had a stroke on air uh what do you got hockey wise um okay so ov's three goals away from 800 four goals away from tying gordy howe yeah, what's also interesting, I think he's going to be third for the most road playoff goals, which um, I noticed Steve Eiserman was on the list. You know, home home goals and road goals, two different animals, okay? You want a guy, you know, they always used to joke that Luke Rovatai always scored the fifth and sixth goals in a game. You want a guy that scores early and on the road. That's that's a player. I mean, that that... Uh, and and listen, Luke scored a lot of goals and won Stanley Cups and 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 a Stanley Cup or Stanley Cups. I don't I don't know one of the two, but road goals are a big thing. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. Ovi, what yep. else? And we expect him to catch Wayne, right? I mean, they gave him the contract. They, if he stays healthy, how far behind is he? Well, uh, Gretz is eight ninety. What is it? Eight ninety four is the is the yeah eight ninety four Gretzky. Yeah. And what's what's Ovi at? Right now is at seven ninety seven, so he's uh, he's ninety seven goals away. Goals. Yep. he's a hundred goals away. Yep, it, you know, but he's looking good right now. He's okay. getting a lot of open netters too. So well, maybe he'll play until he breaks it. Yeah, I, mean, I think could. that's what they gave him the contract for. Um, well, you don't just fucking hand out contracts well, sure. to, to so that a guy can break a record. I mean, that's a little overreaching. Okay. That would be my takeaway. That they gave him a, a contract extension so that he can break the record. I mean, those are real dollars that need to be spent towards actual players like cap and and winning. Sure, but you but know, the Capitals aren't winning, and maybe it's because of the decision. Maybe that he was keeps made. asses in the seats. You might be right. You mm -hmm. might be right uh, on on a second thought. You could be right. Sean, I used to be a seat filler, so they wouldn't. So at, you know, they wouldn't like empty in the arenas. What arena? Uh, State Farm Arena for the Thrashers and yeah. the Atlanta Hawks. That makes sense. So I sat, sat um, yeah, at glass seats and courtside seats for free for an entire year. It might be a reason why there's no longer a team in in, in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> what else? But I did look up the article on Brathburn. That's that's crazy. Watch the video. Watch the video. Jeff Skinner got suspended three games for a pretty nasty cross check to Jake Gensel. Yep. Um, you know he. Gensel poked a little bit at Anderson yeah, after whatever. the stoppage of play, and yeah, take Skinner his his wires got crossed. Take a three gamer every once in a while. Give yourself a little space out there. He's having a hell of a season too. So I think you know the fact that um, Jack Eichel's now, you know now a, an afterthought in Buffalo. Those guys really look like they got something going, and and I I kind of appreciate a guy veteran like Skinner standing up for his veteran goaltender. Um, you know the the longtime uh, Craig Anderson. So. Um, yeah, I don't mind it. I don't yeah, mind it. I, I mean, mind send a message. It's three games. It's going to cost him, a, you know, probably cost him a hundred grand. Um, but you know, it might be it might be dollars well spent. What else you got? Um, so we talked about quickly um, and kind of to circle back to something you said. Um, I, you know, at the beginning of the season. Um, but Tony D'Angelo oh, is scratched. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, oh, it's, yeah. They're calling it a healthy scratch, but you know, he is coming off of a, a foot injury. And he was playing, you know, upwards of 25, 26 minutes a game. And um, are you trying to be devil's advocate right now? I or are mean, you because I... it's either a healthy scratch <laughs> or it's an injury scratch? Yeah. I mean, there's no I don't know another category. You're either a healthy scratch or um, you're injured. Yeah. And 
Yeah, it's, and, and it says so, the article says will be a healthy scratch. Okay, so I'll tell you what's happening here. Uh, John Tortorella is is wise, right? He he understands that he's on his ninth life, and he's had to change as a coach. Yada yada yada. Blah blah blah. He's trying to take the spotlight off of the fact that he now has a little bit of a rift with Tony D'Angelo. He hasn't figured out how to get Tony to play his way. Now, whether that's the right way or the wrong way, I'll let you, the fan, decide. Uh, we all remember Philly came out of the gates strong. Oh, my God, look what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Where are we right now? I said it. Tony D'Angelo speaking flowers and roses, running through a fucking petal of fresh grass with John Tortorella. We are now December. <laughs> what's the date? Well, it'll 12th. be yeah. Uh, it'll, it'll be the fourteenth. It'll be the fourteenth, mid December, first healthy scratch. Mm-hmm. Here, uh, we, I, here I, we go. Yeah, I mean, I, I told you what was going to happen. You did, and this is just the beginning. And I think Kevin Hayes will probably be next. Uh, Kopecky or whatever his name is. The, I think there's been Travis issues. Kinecki. Yeah, Kanecki. You know, so um, the writing's on the wall. But you know, these guys that keep hiring these these coaches, I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you what, if I was, and not if I was, because I think it'll happen. I think Jim Dolan, any day now, he's going to wake up in the morning and he's going to call Gerard Gallant and he's going to fire him. And then he's going to call Drury and tell him that he just fired his head coach. <laughs> and then he's going to tell Drury that he's waiting for a phone call back from Mike, Mike Babcock. I think Mike, Mike Babcock should be the coach of the New York Rangers. I don't think that there's a coach out there right now that could handle and thrive in New York City more than Mike Babcock. Something has to something has to give. Yeah, uh, they are they are underwhelming to say the least. Uh, Boston's on fire. Uh, Boston is on fire. Tampa. I mean, what are you going to say? What a team! What a team! I think Tampa could be better this year than some of the years that they have won cups this wow. early in the year. Wow. Like, I see this team gelling, and, and just there's something special happening there. Yeah. I, well, I, they had a lot of things kind of um, – they had a lot of guys leave in the offseason, so especially in the defense. Well, so it, it took a couple games probably for them to get their, well, their and, rhythm. And the lines with Paul and Hagel mm-hmm. and, and some of the young guys that they have. I love that team. What else do you got hockey-wise? Um, I'm just looking at Matthew Kachuk being in the top 10 in scoring in the league, 25 years old. He's got 39 points – or I'm sorry, 37 points, 13 goals, 24 assists. Um, I'm looking at that Calgary-Florida trade that happened in the offseason, and Huberto has got four goals, 13 assists for 17 points. Yeah, I, I mean, mean – and, and Mackenzie Wieger has got six, six assists. I mean – that's looking like maybe one of the worst deals we've seen in a while. It's too early for me to be a Monday morning quarterback. I mean, there, there's a big transition going from Florida to Calgary. I mean, he might be cold. He might be fucking cold. I don't know what the temperature is. I saw Theo Fleury posted something. He was somewhere in Saskatchewan. It was minus 41. Calgary's fucking cold. Yeah. It might be a, 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 just a, a acclimation thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but... Yeah, of course, Kachuk is on fire. He's warm. He's loose. He's in Florida. He's got no state tax. He's probably feeling pretty fucking good to be out of Calgary right now. Yeah. Uh, He's an hour from South Beach. Mm -hmm. He's probably golfing every day. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to think about this stuff when when, uh, you make these decisions. Like, where do I want to play? What what atmosphere do I want to play in? What's going to make me the best athlete? What else? 
Um, I would say that uh, the Detroit Red Wings, when I'm looking at the table for the entire um, league right now, being in 14th overall, yeah. um, is definitely um, ahead of where they expected to be. But that's where I'm like looking at. They're ahead of Edmonton right now. They're ahead of Colorado right now. They're yeah. ahead of Calgary and Minnesota right now and Florida. So um, even though we kind of say like, yeah, they're not maybe well, considering not. themselves they're right. But I mean, right now they look really solid. They're playing great team um, hockey. And Huso looks like a great pickup where Bennington is playing like trash in uh, St. Louis. Huso, I mean, it's just another Iserman fleece, another Iserman W. Listen, um, you know, the second half of the season is a different beast, okay? They have a young team that might come into play a little bit. Yeah. But they're not going to be mad. Stevie, Drapes, all those guys, uh, Jesse Wallen, they're not going to be mad if Detroit makes the playoffs, loses a round, wins a round. It's not going to change – it's not going to change the direction of the ship. Stevie's not going to go, oh, fuck, we're ahead of schedule. I better pull some 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 triggers on some. No. Yeah. These guys are a, a well-oiled machine. There is a game plan in place, and they will not deviate with yeah. it. And that's why they're going to be great. Versus Toronto. I mean, the Mitch Marner, um, I saw Bieber in Toronto. I don't know what he was wearing. Okay. Some Drew gear? Was no, it, it was even weirder. All right. <laughs> I don't know if he went to Toronto because he was visiting his parents for the holidays or if he went to see Mitch, you know, extend the streak. I will say Mitch in the uh, the go the game winner the other night, mm -hmm. he looked hungry. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the it was the type of Mitch Marner that I like to see. Yeah, the sticky, the guy. Yeah, he was he was working, mm -hmm. he was grinding on it, mm -hmm. okay? Uh Austin Matthews has a 12 game point streak, I think. 10 years ago, 15 years ago. A 20-game point streak was unheard of. Again, I'll remind you, you had Darian Hatcher, Chris Chelios. Uh, I'll throw a Stefan Robidaw in the mix. You couldn't fucking go by Robidaw without getting two-handed, hooked, or held, or face-washed. It's a different game, and they have to, you, you have to take that into account. So that's why I don't get too excited about a 20-game point streak. Yeah. You make $10 million, and you're playing in a game where there's no contact anymore, fuck yeah. And you play 27 minutes a night, you should get a point every night. Yeah. It's shinny hockey. Mm -hmm. Episode 36, No Gruffs Given. We'll see you next week.